0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of the relaunch. I think it's third. Um, so yeah, first things first, the name change, uh, the official name, now is kabuai.rip. Yes, R-I-P. So why R-I-P? Um, I, I was going to go with the name uh, Dreamkiller. And that was around the idea of uh, killing your dreams or making your dreams um, a reality so that it's not a dream. Uh, People would ask me sometimes, uh, what are your hopes and dreams? And I would often say that I don't really have dreams. I I have plans that I make reality so they're no longer dreams. Uh, and it's much more tangible but just with the name although it sounds cool um it it needed too much explaining and and one of my art influences actually is the late great uh Filipino American graffiti artist from Oakland dream and uh, i'll i'll discuss that in a future episode um, but that was always in the back of my mind, and the thing though too is that uh, Dream was was murdered, so uh, it it always had a little sting. Up. And I was like, it's a cool name, but eh. I, I I didn't want that associated, and uh, so I decided that let's just call it Kaboy. Dot R I P, and that that ultimately is about self disruption and exploring those gray areas of progress and tradition. Uh, people sometimes like to make it black and white that you're either for progress or you're for tradition and culture, but I feel that there should be a, a um, I guess, a, a middle ground um i was looking for the right thing to say but yeah middle ground but there's a uh a proverb i think it's a buddhist proverb that um if you're on one side of the road you're safe but if you're in the middle you might get squished and that's how it is being in the middle uh not really taking a stance on things but you know and and that's why it's a gray area. And I like to explore those, um, not just with my work, but have conversations around that. And that is a lot of the, the focus of these conversations. So uh, kabuai.rip, uh, the reason there's a dot there is because it's an actual URL. If you go to your browser and you type in kabuai.rip, it will uh, redirect to my anchor page uh where you know for this podcast but i'll i'll have a dedicated site set up in the in the future but uh for now if you're if you're on discord i'm building a, a community so if you check out my main website kaboy.com for the link it's at the bottom of the page um let me see what else i've i've decided to do this uh by season Maybe ten to thirteen episodes per season. Um, after that, I'll take a break, work on some projects, and then plan for the next one. So I have a long ass list of uh, people to interview, and uh, I'll, I'll hop in with some other episodes to uh, to discuss some some product launches and some things that uh, I'm I'm working on. Okay, so in this episode, I chat with uh, Matt Abaya. So some of you may know him as the director of Vampire, a modern take of the Aswang genre in in film. And if you're from the Bay Area, San Francisco specifically, this is a, I would say, a San Francisco classic. And so Matt and I, we've known each other for, for a while. Um, and since I've been recently getting more into film yeah uh, he's been kind of a uh, a mentor so uh, i i bounce some ideas off him um i've uh done some uh, and sulat work consultation for uh for his film and yeah hopefully we'll be able to work together in the future so i really enjoyed this conversation cuz uh, we're kind of from the same uh um same I guess I would say time in in growing up in in like the eighties and nineties, like before there was internet and things were analog. But yeah, you know, we're both kind of trying to create that balance between stepping into the new, the new and you, and still having that nostalgia for uh, cassette tapes, vinyl. But really interested in in the future of. Uh, of crypto nfts and the whole metaverse and stuff so yeah uh here's my interview with interview with matt um and yeah check out the website hop on the discord if you're on there or email uh i i'm building a big ass list of folks to interview and i have i actually have maybe i can interview maybe two people a week so maybe i can knock these out but all right so give it a listen thank you bye Cool. So, why don't you um give what what's your spiel? You know, your 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 what's that two hundred word bio for the for the folks that aren't familiar with uh, you and your
1: work. Well, you know, I'm a filmmaker Uh, by trade. I've been making films since I was a kid. I only have one feature length film. Uh, It's called Vampire. I I originally came from. San Francisco State University, you know, College of Ethnic Studies, Asian American Studies department and cinema department. So it was kind of not necessarily double majoring, but I was majoring in Asian American studies going into filmmaking. So I was also studying cinema sort of as like a minor. I, I actually didn't finish it as a major because I felt like at a certain point that, well, you know, you don't really necessarily need a degree in this to make movies. What you really need is just a, the technical experience. And then you also need a spark of what kind of story do you really want to tell? So that's how I kind of got started. It's actually, well, actually not then is actually when I was a little kid, I must've seen star Wars and thought, wow, I want to do that. And I thought my initial thought was, I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> mm. <laughs> then I realized that wasn't what space was like. So I said, maybe I want to get into the world of creating that kind of stuff, like visual effects and tell these fantastic stories. And I think that's really kind of where it got started.
0: And then, so when, uh, usually, yeah, usually kids, I remember, you know, I wanted to be a ninja and Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff you know, we kind of grew up around the same time. And so then how did you trans, translate that into you know a a a career i mean because it's difficult Mm -hmm. right i mean you you went to school for it but like you said that i mean especially now like people are really making mini movies on tiktok for like 15 seconds Mm -hmm. which is you know the basic you know intro the what's that the the whole story arc they're doing that in like 15 seconds i mean it's pretty amazing if you think about it and they're
1: self-taught well, it's a brand new medium, uh, so it's just a brand new medium entirely. And 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 in fact, new mediums in media are being created as we speak, right? That might be just the newest wave. I think it really started off with the vines that they had. Remember, remember Vine, and then it started it's in the second. Middle. Um, you know, at, if if you think about it, it's kind of interesting because when I think about like early cinema, because I you know, with the cinema studies, the original films were kind of like that too, because when they first invented motion picture. They weren't exactly sure what to do with it. You know, Thomas Edison thought he was just going to do scientific experiments with it, right? It wasn't until like Milliers and all these other German expressionists and then comedians that they started to make art, but it really spawned from this guy doing his joke with a water hose. You know, somebody's watering the lawn and they would just do slice of life videos. Then suddenly they said, hey, let's make a joke. Let's have somebody come by and let's bend the, bend the hose right behind them. Like some guy snuck up and bent the hose and then the water would stop going and he goes, what the heck happened? And then he would release it and squirt him in the face. And that was the first comedy movie, right? It was just a, basically in in modern sense, that was a, that was a TikTok slash Vine joke, right? You know, but that was, you know, what they thought was funny. And I guess, you know, people are starting to learn just like that, how to deal with this new medium that's are coming up.
0: Yeah. So what do you, what do you think about, um, like the whole metaverse crypto NFT space in the context of storytelling. I mean, you know, have you got into oh, it yeah. yet or dipped your toes?
1: Yes. I absolutely have been involved in this, believe it or not. I'm I've been very interested in where where things are going. I mean, I'm I'm gonna say for the record, I'm really not a big fan of the Zucker Empire, right? You know, uh, but at the same time. There's going to be something that we can't ignore that's about to happen. And if we're not paying attention, we could get left behind by it, right? Um, I just happened to own an NFT recently, and I, that was something oh, I... Oh,
0: really? What did you buy?
1: I didn't. That's the tricky. the funniest funniest crap happened is I, I actually, um, I invest in stock, and one of the stocks I've been investing is AMC because I'm a very uh, bullish and apish about the theater chain. Like, I feel like I still want to preserve motion pictures and cinema. And um, there's another, um, I don't want to get into this other camera. Like Christopher
0: work. Nolan, right? What? <laughs> like what? Nolan.
1: Yeah, well, what do you mean by Christopher Nolan?
0: I mean, I, I think like he was a like only my movies, you know, you know, when they had that whole HBO oh. double streaming, I mean, streaming and then also theater release. He was yes. So against that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still want to preserve the the cinema industry. I mean, there's more to it than that that I didn't realize I was getting on, which is a giant transfer of wealth, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> so I invest in the stock for the uh, AMC, and one of the things they gave me was um, a Spider-Man uh, No Way Home uh, NFT for being a stockholder and going on the opening day, which oh, okay. apparently cool. going for a lot of money right now. So I'm like, holy shit shit (laughs) you know
0: wait so how did i mean do you have i guess you had to they sent you email then whatever crypto wallet you have because it's pretty complicated yes uh, it depends on the the blockchain you want and you know you could lose it and all of that stuff
1: you should definitely keep track of where things are going sometimes you can offload it from actual internet and put it on a storage drive right so that's kind of that's something i didn't know you could do till recently it's like It doesn't necessarily have to be on um it doesn't necessarily have to be on like a a, like some somebody's server or 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 a peer-to-peer. It's not a server really, it's on a peer-to-peer thing. So it's on like a
0: thousand computers, yeah. All the what's IPFS or some something like that.
1: Yeah. Right. But I'm glad you brought this up because I'm definitely, you know, I mean and this may be pushing ahead to where I'm going, right? In terms of the new projects, I am working on a, what I call a cyberpunk horror film. So that's the one I've been writing. And it's definitely trying to, me trying to, it's, it, you could tell by what the, with this first draft that I wrote, that I'm really just trying to understand the world we're about to step into, cause it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be eye opening. And I think that because of the pandemic, it heightened everybody's understanding of what the world is going to be, especially when we can work from home and we could, do other things electronically and we can live virtually electronically so um i'm trying to understand it i'm not necessarily for that 100 percent either by the way if i'm by me saying that but yeah. i've also grew up in an age of star trek where we we kind of embraced technology and thought technology was good but we didn't think there'd be a mark zuckerberg or, <laughs> or anything you know
0: yeah exactly we didn't think about the 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 corporate capitalism part of it. Yeah, we just thought, oh, Star Wars is cool. We didn't know Mm -hmm. that, oh, you know, the Darth Vader and all them were kind of like Nazis. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and then we see, you know, like, stuff happening in real time. We didn't really think about that. We we just wanted flying cars, because we watched Blade Runner. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Blade Runner is actually, yeah. I rewatched Yeah. And I watched it again. And I thought that is probably the most realistic because it shows this, you know, where it, it is very um much more realistic in terms of like how I guess the like the Asian culture, you know, would mm-hmm. you know, because they were eating noodles all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. saw that the qual quality of life wasn't as great, which we're seeing mm-hmm. now, but then you see high tech. I think what was the what is like um I guess um cyberpunk's like high tech low life, I think is one of the ways to describe it. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, I think that um it, it's it's interesting because yeah, we grew up around Star Wars and, and Jetsons and all that. And we thought that was gonna be in the year two thousand, but it's you know, pretty much 20 years later, or maybe 30 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're we're really there. So I, I think that mm-hmm. you know I'm real excited about it. But then we I don't know about you i think because we both do music like we have that nostalgia for cassette tapes and vhs and mm-hmm. it's kind of you know we were excited about like vr stuff too but then we also like the crack of vinyl and uh, you know you think it'd be much more valuable
1: now i still have vhs and i still have vinyl not that i i have i mean i do have a vhs player i don't have a vinyl player but i still have it because i believe in also tangible physical things as much as i think that Digital property is still gonna be very relevant in the future.
0: Yeah, I think one of the one of the issues in talking to people, it's like some people are like forcing, or as an artist, you're like almost forced to take a side.
1: Yes. Know? Ouch. Right? <laughs> that hurts.
0: Like you, you can do both. Especially yeah. in San Francisco, you know, where they're they're very a lot of some folks are anti tech um because of gentrification and all that stuff. But then um, everyone has a mobile phone and, you know, they got Instagram accounts and things like that, or oh, they're on Twitch. So right. uh, it, it's this very, um, you know, it, it's, it's this dynamic, this duality. I think that, uh, you know, living with the tech, even though, you know, there are some evil parts of it, but then there's that right. year old, you know, Matt, Abai that, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, I saw something on, um, and, you know, bionic man or something. hmm
1: right you know um it's great though i mean i I think what you're saying is really important i think the main thing is we we are empowered by it and not a slave to it yeah that's in a nutshell it's like right now it's like even me i'm like i'm realizing that even just my own just my own habits that i i spend too much time on instagram right like way too much like the not, not even productive time you know what i mean so, it's like it's a matter of how do you balance that out, and how are you doing that? like today i, I is probably the first day I really spent hard time getting back to doing more three d animation just to 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 build the three d animation muscle really more than anything else. My stuff might end up on my DJ stream mostly because I do that on Twitch like not as frequently as I used to, but i'm I know for a fact I'm probably gonna start putting picking up some streams just because of the pandemic sort of. Spike this last weekend, and we have no idea how long we're going to be in this, and then if we're going to have another one after it. So, I got to keep some of my other chops going while I'm doing that, and also, you know, conversely, trying to think about how I'm going to actually proceed and make another movie, given that there's a lot of new protocols that we have to be mindful of with COVID. Like, people are getting COVID on sets, just like speaking of Star Trek, the entire cast, or like 50 people on the cast uh, and crew of Picard got got sick with COVID and had to shut down production. So, oh, oh, I didn't know brand new news. I'm like, oh my God. And then you have to have COVID insurance. Yeah. Uh, COVID insurance. That wasn't something we had to think of when we wanted to make movies in the past, you know?
0: Yeah. And imagine if one, if one of the, the talents, you know, gets sick and can't Mm -hmm. continue and you've already shot like 80% of the scenes or something.
1: Exactly. So we're living in a new, new, I, I know we're, we're kind of thinking that I, I know our, our conversation kind of drifted because we talked about NFTs and, and cryptocurrencies and what does that mean for the future? And I, I can't a hundred percent say what it is, everything, but it's going to revolutionize just how we engage with media in the future is, is my, how I, how I really, really feel. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, um. Uh, I'm if I have to like rethink myself as a filmmaker again, I I think I'm ready to do that because I realize that we're we're heading into another frontier now, and if you don't, we're probably going to get left behind by it, you know.
0: Yeah, and and, and that's one of the things that with the, with this podcast, it's it's about the you know, disruption and uh, renewing and you know it's it's not this constant like Gary Vaynerchuk like hustle grind or whatever you know cuz mm-hmm. you could still look at things from from the past and keep things you know quote unquote traditional yeah. but um you know especially i think with media you you have to you know kind of combine these things you know the the old aesthetics or or traditional aesthetics cuz you still right. need good storytelling at the end of the day yep um and no matter how you know it's 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 uh it's presented to the to the people uh you know it's gonna be where they're they're adapted to you know whether it's fifteen second i think there was that one they kind of failed there was a a i think it was a a company that only made films for phones and they were all in that you know sixteen nine ratio um, they had what's an, it's called Quibi or something like that, but it failed within like, oh. you know, it, it was like little shorts. You know, they had a bunch of stars, but but eventually though, I think that um, I I just I think it was a bit early, right? You know, maybe kind of like Vine, but right, it, we're we're gonna have probably like uh like a Netflix, but for short little five minute chunks, right? People get impatient with like, oh man, this Squid Games or this thing is like. 13 episodes or whatever, an hour each. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that if we're gonna be in really interesting times, and folks will be able to make, you yeah. know, their their whole movies on a phone, I mean, we already we have already seen but you know, they have like a $20,000 rig attached to their
1: iPhone. I don't know if that counts, but <laughs> you make you okay. make you wonder why why they went through all that trouble, right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I'm... I do kind of get it because I I may be shooting a lot of my film next film very similarly for, for a reason, not, not just because I want to shoot on a phone. There's actually an actual practical purpose for doing such a thing and realizing you can get a good quality project out of that, but that does require special rigging to get the kind of shots you want to get, you know?
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. So then um, let's talk about then, uh, you know, what, what are, what are you watching right now? Um, hmm. since there's so much out there, I mean, I think I have right. a to like, Hulu, Netflix, HBO Max, and then there's a, you know, things that I want to see on Vimeo and mm-hmm. Amazon.
1: Well, let's see. I mean, how far back we go in here? Cause I know for a fact, like I'll, I'll start, I'll start with the Therese uh, anime, right? I did watch the, made sure to watch all the Therese anime, which is, uh, the, um, the uh based on the the uh, filipino manga i uh, was really excited to see Philippine folklore on netflix uh, as an anime series that was that was fun that was a treat you know um i really enjoyed it the one thing that gets me with anything is that there, sometimes there's too too many characters and it's too compressed some story oh yeah there was a lot little too some things were a little hard to follow <clears throat> like who, why they're connected to this you know you want to just know who you're like you know it's like trying to explain mcu in just one short series right you know you can't do that like you have to live with it for 20 some odd movies for over a decade and then then you understand why all these interplays between characters and get excited when you watch um you know spider-man no way home because you start seeing things from all the different franchises show up and it's like oh yeah you know actually, I would beyond be the 10 years. Actually, I would have been 20 years back for some of that stuff. So,
0: oh yeah, definitely. So do yeah. you think, do you think Teresa is, I guess, equivalent to like how, um, uh, like Black Panther is, is, is Teresa, the Filipino Black Panther in terms of like, all right, <clears throat> this is like something that will sort of, I guess, put us on the map or inspire new filmmakers to mm-hmm. do this or that. Uh, because, black panther is kind of that catalyst i would say right um so what do you think
1: oh it's it's possible i mean i haven't seen enough uh i haven't seen enough buzz about it outside like just circles that are just cool enough to know yeah mm-hmm. so like i haven't heard like just ra- like random people talking about it yet so it's hard to really tell um it only has one season so i'm just curious if they if it it was popular enough to pick up a next season yet so i don't know it's i think it's too early to tell but it, at the same time like it's exciting it's there you know uh what do we have i i'm more excited about like 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 if uh we do another shang chi movie then wave shows up then we actually got in the got in the MCU. yeah, that would be cool because that's because they live in this they live more in the same um arena you know yeah so if they do a shang chi knowing that like uh, just if you watch No Way Home already, Spider Man, it's like uh, you know, he, you know, his buddy is Filipino, and it's and there's Tagalog actually featured in the movie, which is yeah. in, in one of the best scenes in the movie too. By the way, all
0: right, yeah. yeah. So if if you guys haven't uh, watched it, no spoilers. You know, one one is that why why didn't you watch it yet? Like <laughs> I but I get it. But two, then I don't know, skip like two minutes ahead. But yeah, no, I, I think that was because I I'm saw not it in
1: the say about it more, but. It, yeah, I saw it, in the it theater but that.
0: it 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 brought in an a pause and you know it's like oh dang I know there's a bunch of Filipinos in here and it was so refreshing. Um I remember when they when that email or that Facebook post came out that they were looking for someone to play the lola mm-hmm. and you know, of course yeah, <laughs> I, I sent it out to like all my titas and people that I knew and you know their it's funny their reaction was I'm not that old I, I don't look like a lola. Oh, <laughs> but it was it was good but yeah no that would be cool if if uh if if wave comes in there um Mm -hmm. because they are making another Shang Chi,
1: i believe right and it's very likely just based on the popularity and knowing how people really drew to that that she could show up you know that if if she's going to make an introduction into the mcu she's going to show up there and then if she's that popular then she gets her own movie and I yeah. I I'm 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 gonna try to put myself out there. Hey, can I direct? <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, maybe make a short or uh, who's the who's the artist that did that?
1: Um was it um Well I know the author is uh Greg Pak, uh fellow Asian American filmmaker, not Filipino, uh, you know, Korean Hoppe brother. Um, but the artist, oh God, what is it? Hang on a minute. It's
0: I want to say is Francisco I I I I I have the image of the artist in my head you mean like this one yes I'm
1: sorry I'm holding up I I know this is an audio cast because we're shooting video but I'm holding up uh one of the very covers how did you get
0: that because that was just an exclusive at um the comic shops in the Philippines
1: and I went ahead and got it yeah. well, okay, <laughs> and it, it's, it's going over. for bank right now too. So it's not no joke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is a, yeah, this is an exclusive and it's a UV, this is UV plastic and it's usually, it's, 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 I hold it up as wall art, but mm-hmm. nice. Don't remember the artist's name. I will have to look that up for you. Sorry about that. Maybe you okay. want to get that part out.
0: <laughs> so, so do you think that, um, you know, with, with Teresa, that Philip, Filipino, uh, filmmakers have to make a Filipino movie, you know, cause there's that pressure, right? Nope. You know, and that, oh, you're Filipino. What's your movie about? You know, is it about the Katipunan or is it about, you know, whatever? Um, because you see things like, um, uh, the, the fabulous, uh, uh Filipino brothers, the Bosco movie, you yep. know, we do have a lot of cultural things, but it, it seems like though now is because it's probably because there's not enough of our stories, then we expect all Filipino filmmakers to make mm. our stories.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Roland Emmerich, you know, who, who's really, who's been widely responsible for like Independence Day and all these other movies, right? Was it Roland Emmerich that the, the producer is Filipino brother, but he, you know, he doesn't feel like he's exactly, um, required to do that. And he did one documentary that was dealing with Filipino topics, but it's like, it's not required of us to do that or do anything. You know, we're, we're just filmmakers, right? I think though, we do feel an obligation. I feel, I feel a very particular obligation to kind of do a, do my best to tell stories that at least tries to just be realistic. That's the world we live in. And that's the things that we know. So we want to have people that look like us and can represent us in a very complex world. Like, you know, I'm going to do what a cyberpunk horror films, not like Filipinos don't exist in this world. Right. And I want to just make sure we have an opportunity to bring that in there. You know?
0: Yeah. What do you think? uh, We see a lot of like, uh, I guess, cyberpunk type, uh, a lot of manga um, Mm -hmm. because Manila, Manila, you know, is is does fit that mold um oh and yeah, and it, it, it's a perfect backdrop, uh but we see little things, but I don't know if it's like project management or budget, but usually they'll be like they'll fail right away, you know or or the character development you know because it's too complicated and um because I see a lot of comics that are you know that are cyberpunk about you know a neo manila you know noir manila and all of that stuff but Right, right. It's 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 more of like the city and like the the I guess the poverty and stuff is highlighted rather than the story.
1: Oh god, you know, that is a that is a that's a big one there because you know that's a lot of uh films I see, you know, I I think there's a big criticism about the films that come out of the Philippines because only the ones that get kind of recognized in any kind of world stature, the ones that they kind of coined as poverty porn, right? -hmm. And so a lot of people got kind of to criticize and that is that that does, I don't know if that that kind of genre really helps like us evolve, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why that kind of gets put on the open. I mean, it's it's important to address that we we have a real serious infrastructure problem that's very disproportionate amongst classes and everything. But at the same time, we also need to figure out what films that really excite us, you know? What films do we really want to say where we can be powerful? I guess that's another reason why I love superhero films and, you know, horror films and sci-fi and fantasy. You can think of the most fantastic things that we can, and you can be, you know, you can imagine. Um, my first feature, which I I'm still only have one feature, I think there was an Elder Pinai who, a Manang, who asked me uh, at the, the screening of Vampiraya, like, what do you want people to get from watching this movie? Right. And I said that we could be strong and we could be powerful. Right. That's not enough. I don't know if I see enough films that kind of puts us in that light. You know, you got really I'm I'm really not a rom-com fan. I mean, not, not that I'm saying that I don't I, I don't watch rom-coms. I, I like some. Right. But I don't think that there I ever see like a rom-com where I can identify like, OK, especially American ones. Like usually like Asian men are not seen as desirable or anything like that. So why should I give a shit?
0: Right? You know? Wait, did you watch did you watch Hard Love? I want to see that name? one up. Thank you. You gotta for watch
1: to that. that one up. I want to see yeah. that one. <laughs> it's,
0: it's it's pretty it's good. I mean I don't okay. know because there's not that many, but it is
1: good. Thank you, man. I I, I again it's it times are changing. I mean we're living in an age of BTS and girls screaming over um uh, you know, Asian men versus any member of new kids on the block are in sync. Right. You know, it's, we live in a different time. So we, we could very well see this whole, you know, ugly stereotype, typical thing change, <clears throat> yeah. but I, I kind of got in mean, my track with that. But
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I understand. And the whole, I mean, the whole K-pop stuff is a big influence not just in American culture, but in Philippine culture for the last 25 years. Right. Right. Whereas, you know, we go back to the Philippines all the time and we're seeing it get more Koreanized every, every year. So, and we haven't been back in the last couple of years. I think the last time I was there was when I saw you in the airport. You were there on the airport. <laughs> yeah. And that was when 18
1: or 19, I think. Yeah. Um, 2019, 2019. Yeah, like
0: early 2019. So that was the last time. And I, can only imagine what it is now
1: but oh, have you heard it? the pandemic started the year right after yet less than yeah. a year after we were there so what uh getting back to the philippines is actually quite difficult right now
0: yes definitely i mean that now uh, I, i'm still gonna try and go this year because i i need to go but mm-hmm. i i remember yeah we talked about you know we talked about doing some projects you know back home and stuff i mean is that still something once this thing either dies down or we figure out how
1: to live with it better. I mean, uh, how, how does that look for your future? Well, I mean, I, I definitely, I, I was talking to my cousin. I definitely want to go back to the Philippines. I've never been to my home province. Uh, I should say the province where my grandparents came from, Ilocos. I've never been there. So I've, I've made some arrangements that possibly can get me there as by Christmas time of next year okay. this for some big reunion. But that also gave me an opportunity to jumpstart. Just do I really want to shoot something here? Because I mean, the reason I was going to the Philippines was shopping out possibilities of shooting a movie there. And you know, I mean, we have no idea where this pandemic is at in in, in still a year's time. Still, I I think we're still stuck with this for another th- two to three years, man. Um, yeah. Quite, quite honestly, but I'm. But that doesn't mean you can't make movies. Because clearly, people do shoot productions. I just have to learn how to shoot what they couldn't call more contained. Meaning you're, you're dealing with less cast, less crew, and, um, you're not dealing with a lot of outside people Then you could keep people safe, you know, safe in their the contained areas, a movie that would have been really good to have shot right now. If they had it as a script would have been the movie alien, you know, mm. cause that that would be considered a contained movie because you've got like what seven characters in the whole darn movie and you're living in a spaceship and that's it yeah that would have been a pretty easy movie i mean i shouldn't say easy but it would have been a much it would have been a feasible movie to have shot right now in terms of like logistics for keeping you know cast and crew safe you know
0: yeah so then maybe maybe animation is is the way to go right oh yeah For, for the next few years
1: I, I I've been flirting with the idea about doing some animation. I wrote some scripts that would be perfect for short form animation, but I'm also looking into if I do, you know, I'm also a person that if I can't do it really well, then I'm not going to do it. And so if I'm going to do something, I have to commit to it. And I got to do it really well. Yeah. You know, I don't want to like say, Hey, i want to do like this cool, like tripped out anime or, you know, sort of MCU, like, um, what if kind of styled animation and then not deliver and give something that's like half, half that standard or less, right? Yeah. You know, you want to make sure that if you do it, you got, you got your team behind you. And again, bu- building a team is really the, the, you know, the real core to it. You can't, if somebody try thinks they're going to go alone on like some ambitious project, they're going to, they're going to be really disappointed, you know, got to build your team
0: yeah unless i mean you know yeah they could be a good animator but then there's the whole business part of it then there's a whole social media part of it then now there's this whole um you know crypto and metaverse nft space i mean what what do you think about um uh in terms of uh fundraising I, i heard that like places like uh like kickstarter are gonna turn into a uh into like a, a crypto market where you know you get a a certificate a contract an nft as your your prize and you know whatever you know your movies gets to netflix then you know you get x percent and things like that what do you think about that type of
1: fundraising wow i i haven't thought much about it. i gotta actually look into this more <laughs> you know this is this is new to me but it probably would make sense i mean everybody wants to have a little piece of something. I think NFTs are a way to actually do that. And I know we're throwing this word NFT around very liberally because we think a yeah. lot of people say it without actually knowing for, for heck what it is. But all else can say is that we've, o- we've only are looking at a very small fraction of what NFTs could be. You know, we're, we see the art, we see that it could be audio we see that it could be just a representation of cyberspace perhaps, right? Or meta space. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's something that could be also used to, uh, I think track things like, like, uh, medical files too yeah. as well. So it's going to be something that is going to be very commonplace. I, I, I know that I had some, <laughs> some very heated conversations with some in-laws, <laughs> <laughs> And they said, you are stupid, Matt. (laughs) And when I brought up the NFT, I said, you're some stupid stuff. I go, okay. And of course I had to just kind of like walk away from that one. Yeah,
0: Because a lot of people, they think of, they think of it as like these, you know, uh, uh, tech bros, uh, having bored apes for like a million dollars and, you know, they have access to some exclusive club in Miami or whatever. So there's that part of it. But then, you know, again, they don't understand the utility because it hasn't been widely available. Basically, you know, a certificate of authenticity or a QR code or whatever. But yeah, like you said, medical records, um, you know, the underlying technology. But then I think the word NFT triggers a lot of people, Yep. uh, especially like artists, because they think, man, it's hard enough to sell um, a a painting. You know, Mm -hmm. now you want me to do this NFT thing I don't know about or. It's hard for people to even buy crypto. So um, I I think it's a lot of people, you
1: know, it isn't that hard. I mean, I just tell everybody, if you want to get started, just get a wallet, you know, just get a wallet. You don't have to put any money in it. It's not going to cost you anything, right? Yep. Yeah, that's the starting point. If you got one of those things, then, you know, it's just an entry point into it. I mean, um, I, I just hope that, like, it will empower whatever it is will empower the artists to do what they do and they can actually survive on what they do because of it is that's the big, the big cause. Um, I know I've been kind of particip- I just, I just, you know how you stumble in rabbit holes, mm-hmm. right? You know, you go down rabbit holes. I mean, this is a big rabbit hole that people are going to probably find themselves in at one point or another, but I discovered that there's a group of Filipinos on Twitter just talking about this one topic. You know like they're very interested in like filipino um n f t and crypto spaces on on you know in the meta right yeah yeah i
0: follow i'm in a group yeah. with um called n f t philippines yeah um, i think and, that's
1: it yeah yeah,
0: and a lot of it a lot of it is you know because of the 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 discrep- socio economic discrepancy a lot of A lot of it, I would say maybe 70, 80, 90% of it is like a money grab, like, you know, a version of like crypto punks or ape clubs and calling it like ube punks or whatever, you know, get that money, which is fine. But I, I think that there's a couple that are looking at it, uh, holistically having a roadmap that maybe we can help solve some of our socioeconomic problems. Right. there's there's a few and i think the whole anonymous thing is and i get it you know that's kind of like the whole identity or lack of identity in the web3 space right it's not have identity but then it's hard to trust right without you know okay who's running this project um it's you know danger danger l or whatever you know so mm-hmm. if you have real name you know i put my real name in and all those things just because um you know i want to Kind of bring the you know whether it's the script or traditional tattoos or whatever um into that space um but yeah it it is it is it is very challenging um and you just have to kind of sit back you know that's what I've been doing the past year year and a half is just sitting back and just watching and and, and learning watching a bunch of videos but in terms of the philippines i think there's there's a lot of potential because mm-hmm. of the, the cheap cell phones out there. There's a lot of great artists, as as we know, and you know, with all the with all the the lockdowns and things like that, I mean, people have time to do these things. So, I think right. there's potential.
1: And also, I mean, again, thinking about the Philippines and all the all the disparity that we do see there, you know, it's like this could be a, a game changer for empowering people in ways they may not have really ever known they could have done. Right? I mean, we're yep. we're very tech savvy for a country that's you know um can be pretty low tech you know we actually can be very tech savvy and uh we're like one of the first countries i know that um like crypto gaming is really popular like it is yeah. yes
0: i i still don't yeah. get it but um like yeah. but i i get it to a certain extent but i'm not into it 100% yet um i got cuz the whole gaming space i mean i bought a um, nintendo switch you oh know, cool. To know, just to kind of um one take a take a little break and play some simple games and then all right, let me learn what this Fortnite thing's about and you know because that's where all of that microtransaction and stuff is happening with these young kids, you know, they're buying, right. you know, the shoes and all of these things and what about uh, Animal Crossing and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. that that stuff is kind of interesting and I think there'll be a you know, a bridge or there, there'll be like a, I guess, storytelling. You can storytell on video games to, uh, to, you know, a TikTok account to a full length movie and have it all connected, which, you know, some bigger companies do, but now people can do it themselves with a small team.
1: Right. I'm, I mean, I'm hoping that I don't have to start. If I have to build like some avatar and all these other stuff, I could just build my own assets. You know, I'm, 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 I, that's why I, I kind of, I'm back on the doing blender, which is like 3d, uh, a free 3d animation software. It's like, you can build assets, man. (laughs) You know, you can build your own NFTs. Um, I have a few video clips, I think I want to turn in NFTs, right. Um, So I'm kind of curious about that. And again, I mean, I'm not super like this NFTs are not like my entire thing. I mean, I'm a filmmaker at heart, I always will try to be telling stories and that's I think where I want to stick with. Right. But at the same time, we also got to deal with this. I guess that's why projects I want to work on are now related to this because that's the world we're going, we're headed into now, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, for your cyberpunk horror, I mean, I think that they'll, they'll, this world will be part of that. It has
1: to. I mean, and, and, I mean, I sit in a play, uh, I, my day job for, I have a day job, right. (laughs) You know, and I do video production, but one of the cool things I get to do is I get to sit in on a lot of, um, classes over at Stanford where they have some of the experts on all these topics come in. So I kind of just get to be a fly on the wall some days and just absorb like what, not just what like people are saying on the internet, but what do they say on the very deep, like education level? Of where the how do they see this technology actually working and being put into effect, right? So I'm um, I think I think it's this 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 new screenplay is actually a real big process for me in terms of just trying to how to how to navigate this new world we're all about. And a little bit of a cautionary tale, because I can't everyone I know sees the the black mirror implications of it all, right? But it's I think it's more than more than that, you know, and I'm hoping that we also have a harmonious, uh, transition to it, you know, a Star Trek sort of (laughs) transition to it, not a, not, you know, uh, not a black mirror transition to it, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line and, and it's a, it's a real slippery slope And, and, you know, at the same time we want like home robots and I don't know if it's because we're 12 year olds and we just want, you know, these, these cool things, mm-hmm. not caring about the effects on society or mental health or, you know, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe that's why these billionaires, they just do it because they just want to build stuff that they thought was cool when they were little kids. Like they don't care about the, you know, the, uh, the effects about things. Right. Anymore. I think that's the, that's the, that's the issue, you know, so I, I'm kind of glad that, you know, we're not multi-billionaires. Cause uh, I, would, I would like put out a bunch of crazy shit.
1: <laughs> you don't want to be Tony Stark, huh? <laughs> uh,
0: in, in a way I would, but then, you know, now that I know that, all right, I don't, you, you, it's, it's kind of a dilemma. You would always have to second guess yourself. Right. Girl, mm-hmm. hey, I want to make this thing, but should I,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's definitely if that's true. Um, yeah.
0: So then what, what do you, what do you say then, um, to, I guess, aspiring filmmakers that want to graduate from making little like 15 second TikTok reels and want to go broader, you know, is like the evolution I've seen is all right, then you do YouTube and then, you know, what, what are, what are their, their options or what do you think?
1: You know, I mean just be really awesome about who you who you know, about yourself and be be true to who you are. Be always open to learn. You are ne- you can never really be the master of it. I mean, you can be a master, but you can never really truly be the master. I mean, uh uh even some of the greatest will always admit they're still learning and they're still growing and they're still trying to figure out things. Um, you know, you 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 have to be humble. Um I always believe in like supporting each other and trying to make sure that we're all, we all got each other's back. I mean, there's nothing more than like having good social capital. So I would, so when when people tell me, Hey, I wanna, I wanna make movies. And I go, Okay, do you have any skills? And they'll say, No, I have never done this before. And I said, Okay, are you going to film school? No, I just wanna learn how to do it. I said, All right, just find people who are making movies, especially indie level movies and just get on their crew learn if you don't know how to operate the camera or do the sound or do makeup or i mean this is for the people behind the scenes or direct even for that matter shadow them tell you know learn from them be their be their assistant help them out be a free hand and sometimes i admit i've, I've gone on film sets where i just am getting coffee for whoever the director is and Honestly, I learned a lot of stuff from watching like a, you know, an experienced director do their stuff by just being their assistant and standing by and watching what they do, listen, how they talk to the actors, you know? So again, that comes with like a real sense of, you know, humbleness about who, who you can be doing this stuff. And again, I mean, if you just want to learn like tech, I mean, man, this is, this is the information age you can get on YouTube and learn everything, you know? So. I want to catch up with my blender. I just find out, okay, I want to do a particular project for blender. I look at similar blender projects, uh, 3d animation projects. And I learn how to, I want to learn how something in after effects, where I want to learn how the bet, how to operate this particular camera. You can learn that through all these great tutorials that people are putting out there, so it's, just, it's like a never ending pool of wealth of information. I like to listen to, um, videos of, you know, directors established directors talk and they you know hearing their secrets and you know you can not you can never run out of this stuff so i would highly recommend that people just build a team get on crews, learn stuff get on the internet and find the things that they want to know what excites them and just go for it man
0: with in my experience with i guess uh I mean, there's, I think there's a generational issue around, uh, cause film as an art, it's a long ass process. And,
1: Panic. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. And so with the newer generation that I'm finding, and I think even they'll agree that the impatience, like if we can't do it in a month or a couple of weeks. Um, there's, there's a lot of now, and, and I'm even finding myself like
1: kind Media of gratification, forward.
0: yeah, that, you know, because we have, you know, like, you know, before, like if we missed a movie at a movie theater, we had to wait five years. So it came on TV or, yeah. or VHS or something, but now it's like, oh man, what, when is, when is the next, uh, Cobra Kai coming out? And you know, they just binge watch the whole thing. Right. 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 And so I, I think that's one. Of, that's one of the challenges. I mean, what do you what do you say to those that are kind of um, you know in that realm and and impatience? Or have you dealt with some students that you know kind of want it now or quicker shortcuts?
1: I'm going to start off by saying that growing up, with what we call the MTV generation, we were called the the generation had um, no uh, what is it. Uh, patience like we yeah. want instant gratification because we can only deal with a three minute low attention span three minute video but what they didn't remember what nobody ever took notice of is we were actually standing by with the remote control of vcr and waiting all day for our favorite song come on <laughs> to record it <laughs> right yeah. that patience dang it so again you know i don't know if i have any really great advice for people just having patience because i have no patience some days you know i think that the pandemic i think i I, my patience is just about had it you know i mean if you have to stay home every single day can't go club in you know do anything it's like you want you want instant gratification so i don't know if i really have like great advice for you but you got to just determine how much do you want it how good do you want something to be and if you don't have a lot of money, you got to have a lot of time. If you're not putting a lot of time into something, you can't get something of high quality. So if you really want to be good, you really need to just say, hey, do you really want to do this? You know, if that's not your case, then maybe if you don't want to, then maybe doing something more short form is more your, your cup of tea. And right now we're finding that short form media is really popular right now. Again, it's all driven by algorithms about how do you get to watch. Like if I'm on YouTube, certain if I watched a video on, I don't know, mysterious ghost happenings, all of a sudden I get a whole bunch of videos about that. You know, if I'm watching ASMR, all of a sudden all this bunch of ASMR videos show up. It's like those are all short form content and they come up by algorithms. If you're consistently putting them out, like, okay, I want to do one a week, you know in your content producer that 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 will eventually catch on. I don't have the patience for that. I have more patience for doing long form feature length films. So I guess everyone's got to find their niche and what kind of media producer they want to be.
0: All right, cool. So one last thing. So then um, how do you balance the day job with your other projects and passions? Man,
1: That's a rough one. Well, pandemic has sort of made it so I can't do much other than go to go work out and go to work, right? That's the only other two activities I seem to be doing outside of trying to be creative at home. Um, Yeah, so balancing it is just a matter of setting the time to do it. Weekends, if since I don't have time to go, we don't have the time to go, you know, see friends in person right yet. You know, that's perfect time to be doing it. We had an entire pandemic year where a lot of us were just told to go home, you know, stay home and not go out. So that at this point, yeah, you know, there should be plenty of time for this if you really want to make it, you know,
0: it uh, should be, should be, there should be. Yeah. If yeah, if you're privileged enough to work from home.
1: Yeah, uh, I, get home. I, 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 were, I have to get on to the, uh, the Stanford campus pretty much five days a week. I'm one of the few people that's been on campus so it's 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 a chore you know and i still manage to get to the gym you know so i don't get all flabby and stuff you know and out of shape you know when you make a movie it's good if you're in better shape you know because you know them long nights man they'll kill you
0: yep (laughs) all right matt so um yeah where, where can folks uh find you your work or or watch your your film
1: yeah, I mean Vampiraya, um is a, the, the Aswang movie uh, is uh is currently available on Tubi T V, uh T-U-B-I dot. It's actually But make sure. I want to get this right. com. Sorry. Yeah, we you know, got that. T-U-B-I-T-V dot com. All right, so make sure we got the right one. And you look up Vampiraya, which is V-A-M-P-A-R-I-A-H. Uh it's, um, that's it's not Vampira. Not Vampirella, Vampiraya. Um, You can check me out on um, Instagram. I got I don't care productions and hazmat, which is also a tag I go for when I do music or do DJing, which I'm splintering off. Also doing music, some music uh, project. We could talk about that another day, but um, hazmat. So I'm I got that um an entire link tree on my Instagram. So if you want to hear like music bits, you, you know I'll definitely you know, link up on there. And I got my YouTube channel. I don't care production. It's also linked in there. So find me on Instagram. It's all there. Um, yeah. And uh yeah, that's, those are the main things you can reach me at.
0: Cool. Well, it was good talking to you, Matt. Catching up. really good talking to you, man. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, when things kind of settle a bit, you know, we'll have we'll be able to kind of get get together and, uh, and celebrate, watch movies or just grab a drink. So
1: Right. I mean the pandemic will I mean, I don't know. Um the pandemic will have its dips again. I mean, I'm fully boosted and and all this stuff. I got I got I'm bion- I'm bionic by this point by all the shots they'd be putting in me. I'm I'm like Wolverine coming out of the dang uh chamber all right adamantium out, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh yeah that um but we're gonna have to sit this one out until that the the dips happen you know the dips of the thing hope it doesn't rise again you know yeah they always have to
0: figure out how to deal with it and and you know be creative and have fun and be smart at the same time
1: heck yeah man by the way i'm really loving the uh the neon behind you there. That, you, know, you Did you make that? Oh, yeah. So that that, that
0: was one of my projects as a uh, do streaming on whether it's on Instagram or or Kumu. So set that up. Um, yeah, it's a it's a can't really see it here on video. But it's a it's a remake of the uh, Lenera skull, the Katipunan flag. Mm-hmm. So I'll post a picture of it.
1: Man, yeah, that's, that's, some, that's some dynamite stuff, though. Again, a lot of the stuff you're doing right now, is totally like in in the nft realm could possibly be really make you make you a lot more money um in the long run i think you know yeah honestly (laughs) that
0: i think uh yeah i'm still i i put some stuff out but yeah i'm still kind of uh i'm gonna work on a bigger project but i i don't want to i want to add a story to it and add a i guess what's called a utility um and something that has uh Um, greater, I guess, benefit to the community rather than, I mean, I could just put out artwork and if people want digital versions of art, but, you know, and sell it to folks that are outside, you know, our circles, you know, that's a possibility too. And, you know, know, I'll do some of that, but I'm, I'm more focused on creating something that will, you know, benefit, you know, our, our folks and hopefully inspire and teach. So, but no, this is great great conversation um we're gonna be talking a lot about this um yeah
1: a lot so
0: no i want to thanks thanks matt
1: thank you so much for having me man
0: all right cool i'll let you know when this comes
1: out okay cool sweet thank you all right have a good night bye good night